All right, recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. We are still in September, still kind of dog days, still a little couple weeks away from camp. So we got, we're going to be doing our contenders and pretenders of the 2023, 2022-23 NHL season. As always, joined by Josh and Jason. How's it going? Good, good, good. Hell yeah. Uh, so in this episode, like no matter where you have them, we're going to talk about the Leafs and where we think how they're going to do versus what the Vegas lines, actually the DraftKings Sportsbook lines have them doing because, you know, everything's about the Leafs, right? Yeah, and our official sponsor, DraftKings. Got to use the... Yeah, hell yeah. That was uh, that was awesome that those were able to, to line up like yeah. that. Didn't even yeah. do that on purpose, but hell yeah. So we're going to be taking a look at who we think is going to be a contender this year, you know, battling for the cup. Um probably going to be outperforming their point total as well, their projected point total, and who we think is a little bit overvalued kind of thing. A little yeah. bit, who's who's not going to quite live up to their expectations. Yep, agreed. You and I mean? uh, again, these are the official DraftKings Sportsbook um, point total projections for these teams. It's mm-hmm. not So if you're like, oh, well, that's wrong. That That's not us. Like That's what, <laughs> that's what the, the Sportsbook is saying. So... We're going to use that as a, as a, like Joe said, a barometer of, you know, what is the expectation for this team? Before we clarify if they're contender, pretender, overachiever, underachiever, what's the actual expectation? Because I think that context is important. Hell yeah. I mean, it's not someone just like sitting in their parents' basement, like picking numbers out of their ass. Like there is actual models and formulas to this. Oh, it's yeah. a, an actual sophisticated process. So that's why we're going to use this versus, you know, looking at, you know, editor and leaf and seeing what they think the Leafs are going to do. Exactly. But hell yeah, it was a lot of fun when we did it last year. Let's, uh, let's rally troops and, and, and do it again. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to do snake draft like we always do. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, who wants to, who's going to want to start with? Just bring up a team and then, uh, you want to do the pretenders yeah, list first. I like that. All right. Who's going first? I'm not, I'm still, I, I have a pretender and it, it's a it's a kind of a painful one to say because this team's been good for a long time. But the Washington Capitals at ninety five and a half points. You know, they were a hundred point team last year. They performed pretty well. Big addition in Darcy Kemper, but I look at them down the middle. Kuznetsov is a very solid top six center. You're supplementing that with Dylan Strom, Lars Eller, and Lars Eller and Nick Dowd. That's your center depth. Yep. In so the East, Nick Backstrom is out for the year. Exactly. Uh, that hip injury is not very kind. I think it uh, pretty well ended Ed Jovanovski's ter- career. I yeah. believe uh, it's it's a real serious one. They haven't counted him out yet. Uh, they did only sign Dylan Strom to one year. Which, I mean, one year, three and a half, I think that was like a good last minute replacement uh, because they didn't have the money for Kadri, I would say. But, uh, and I, I think Dylan Strom fits pretty well in that role. However, going from Nick Backstrom to Dylan Strom is a uh, pretty serious decrease. Yeah. And if any, this is a, always a good indicator, right? We like to look at the cap space, the LTIR being used. As of now, Washington's about six and a half million over the cap. So, wow, does that include Nick Backstrom? That on LTIR? includes Backstrom, but that doesn't include him on LTIR. That's why, like uh, that. So that's why they're gonna spend above because Backstrom's probably just gonna be all year out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, 
I would assume so. Just like they have their full team signed and they're there's no one they're not making any trades to move any money out. That's just Backstrom's gonna be on LTIR. Mm-hmm. So that's an indicator, like you said, he's probably not playing this season. And that center depth is it's not good. I, I still think they have some really good depth pieces at forward to supplement their you know, you got Ovechkin of Kuznetsov up top. I like Connor Brown. I like Tom Wilson. I like TJ Oshie. I like Anthony Manta. Those are good wingers. But it just, I could actually compare the talent of this team to other teams coming up in the East, like maybe New Jersey, maybe Ottawa. And I think it's it's the same talent level. Ottawa might have more. Ottawa has more forward talent than them. Wow, yeah. They do. Yeah. I think they do. And their D have never been spectacular. I love Dmitry Orlov. Carlson's a fantastic offensive defenseman, but it just seems like a very mid team. And we're we've grown to expect the Capitals to be a top tier contender. I think this may be a year where they're hovering closer to 92, 93, 94 points and possibly just missing the playoffs. And we didn't even talk about Kemper, which I think is a good addition for them. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a good goalie, but you know, will he be a Vesna caliber goalie? Because I think they might need 920 save percentage from him to make the playoffs. I really do. Because yeah. as bad as the goalies were last year, those two guys have combined to have pretty respectable results in the mm-hmm. past, right? So I'm not sure how big of an upgrade Kemper will be, especially because we've talked about it's I think pretty big in terms of you, goaltending. You pretty think pretty big, big. But they him and Lindgren. They didn't change the defense in yeah. front of him. That's yeah. also a big thing that you have to look at. I think they got better in that, but part of having a good goalie and having like a having a, a goalie with a good save percentage is also having good defense and a good defensive structure in front of them. And I think Peter Laviolette, if he's smart, like they really have to change that defensive structure. Like they they've been hovering on nine oh five save percentage the last couple of years. I think they'll be better, but I think they need to bring that to like nine fifteen, nine twenty team save percentage to make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But how are they going to do that? We'll see. Yeah, right? I don't know. And again, the offense gets worse, right? You're missing one of the best playmakers of this generation, and even though he was aging and a little injury prone, he was still. Obviously, a massive factor for them. So, oh yeah, how many points did he put up last year? I don't know. He was hurt for a bit, so he was. But Nick back thirty-one and forty-seven, 47. games. still solid. That's a, that's a lot of games missed, though. Yeah, and then six points in six playoff games. Exactly. He was able to play there, but that's a lot of games missed. Yeah. Uh, so their point projection. You know, one thing you realize after podcasting for a while, the letter P when you have to say it a lot, and we're we're saying the words point. And projection. projection, you got to really be really careful with that because oh, yeah. that, that would just be vile to be listening to right yes. now. Their uh, projection currently right now is at ninety five and a half points. They finished with a hundred points last year. They're sitting in the tier of St. Louis Blues ninety five and a half, Los Angeles Kings ninety five and a half, Stars are at ninety four and a half, Bruins are at ninety four and a half, and then above them, one above them is the National Predators at ninety six and a half. So pretender in terms of below that tier? Uh, yeah, at the bottom of that tier, I would say. Okay, bottom of that tier. I think so St. Just Louis above, is like, better. I think a healthy Boston is better, and I think Dallas is better. Better than the Islanders? I still think they're slightly better than the Islanders, but I think we'll see what the coaching change does on the island because mm, that might reinvigorate some of their veteran players. That That's true. 
Like the Islanders have more of that shutdown kind yeah, of. Yeah, like I, I feel like I know what I'm going to get with the Islanders, though. Yeah, yeah. The Capitals feel like more of a question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, especially, Kemper. Especially in the playoffs. We like the mm-hmm. Kemper signing, but I, at that point I want to make it just they need him to be like earn every dollar of that contract. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If he comes in blind, they're done. They're done. Exactly. <laughs> they're done. Hey, they're, they're done. No question about it. That's an interesting pick. I like that one. Thank There's you. interesting number one. Here we go, boys. We're flying today. After a long weekend, Jason, you want you have one? Yeah, this one's going to be interesting if you're uh, if you've been listening to us this past summer because I've kind of been complimenting them. But um, after their coaches, the, the the signing of their coach, I think that it's really tanked their their uh, value as a team, and I think they're the third highest team right now. And I don't want to say they're pretenders. But at the number they're at right now, I don't think they should be there. That's, I'm talking about the Florida Panthers right now. They are the third. They're ranked third uh, of point totals with 105. And I just don't know how well their system and how well the, the players they, that uh, play for them will play in Paul Maurice's system. That's kind of my biggest thing right there. And then also on top of that, their goalies were relatively good last year. Their, their offense held up a lot, but... We really don't know with with those guys, right? Like Spencer Knight could be good, but he could also have another year where he he's kind of like Carter Hart, where he like is struggling in that second year. Or he, and Bobrovsky as well. We we don't really know. He's almost like a wild card. One season he's a Vesna winner. One season he, you're struggling to start him. So there's a lot of factors that could go wrong in Florida, which makes me hesitant to put them as the third best team in the NHL. Which yeah. is why I have them listed as pretenders. Are they going to make the playoffs? I think for sure they're going to make yeah. the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to get 105 points, over 105 points. And I don't think that they will. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't think with the, especially with Paul Maurice coming into the fold, I, I think that team's going to struggle. So you're not a Paul Maurice fan? Not a big Paul Maurice fan, no. Okay. Uh, above or below the Leafs this year? That's that's a layered, that's like a layered question because it depends what you think about the Leafs this year. That's why I asked you the question. <laughs> that's why I asked you the question. Um, they'll probably finish around this. They're, they're in a... I, I'm going to take the least. Obviously, I'm a homer. So here's yeah. the thing with Florida, and this is what I said after the yeah the you did Kachuk trade, and now J- Jason was against me, and now he's you're right. Side. You're not wrong. Well, they also got they Palmeris, lose yeah. Claude Giroux, they lose Mason Marchman, they lose Anthony Duclair to torn Achilles, which is unfortunate, but six months. That's and that injury is probably the hardest injury in terms of leg wise to come back from because the ACL. We've seen guys in football almost be the exact same guy. Achilles, we are yet to really see a guy come back in football and be at the same level. And Look at Eric Carlson. Yeah, exactly, Eric Carlson. And also, what's Anthony DeClaire's biggest strength? Speed. speed. Yeah. And so without that speed, he doesn't have much. You could argue that's like a legit second line in the league, like uh, Giroud, Marchman, DeClaire. But at worst, those are three top nine, top six forwards that they've lost. Giroud, Declare, Marchman. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a second line. Yeah, yeah for I sure. Like that right? second line. They <laughs> lost their their number two defenseman, but for the majority of the last, not the majority, but for a significant part of the last couple of seasons, their number one defenseman when Ekblad's been injured. Mm. So you lose all of that. I know they added Matthew Kachuk. He's a very, very good player. They last year they were a fantastic team to watch. They had a ton of depth. Their depth is not as strong as it was. They did a good job replacing guys. But Rudolph Balsers and Colin White are more bottom six Darts. than top six. They're like those those guys are not going to replace Marchman, and that no. and they're not going to replace Duclair, and they're not going to replace Giroux. Obviously, they couldn't afford them, but that's just the the cap casualty world. And I 
on top of that, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, Jason. Their defense is not good. No. They're de- I'm shocked. Their second pair right now is projected to be Lucas Carlson and Radko Gudis. Oh, what about Gustav Forst? I guess he's playing on the first pair. He's on the first pair. Wow. Deeks. Yeah, and he has he he's okay. He's not bad. They went but, thin fast. Holy smokes. Oh yeah, on that defense there. They were thin kind of last year too. And then they got they paid a lot for mm-hmm. Ben Sherratt, and he was not very good for them. I didn't include him as in yeah, a loss, but well, yeah, it was almost a positive how bad he was in the playoffs there. But with the Florida Panthers also, like I I don't know how like it, it doesn't make sense analytically to say what I'm about to say. It doesn't make sense in terms of how he plays, but like, just like from what we've seen with their fourth line, I don't know. I have a weird feeling like Stefan Lomberg kind of stepping up, or is he just Ryan Lomberg? Ryan Lomberg, sorry. E- possibly. I mean, it's wi- like like where for, did did you have Mason Marchman putting no. up how 47 points in 53 no, games? No, but for this the thing year, about Lomberg like, is he's actually like a certified like, goon. Mm-hmm. Crazy on ice. I love having him on my team. Like I, I think he's already a solid player. Yeah, but I don't know if he has the offensive skill to get to. You know what? We would have said that about Marchment though. So that's true. That's very so, like, true. It, you know it's what? It's so weird to think about, but you're just like <laughs> you can't get it out of your head. Yeah, because it's like I don't know. This guy was also like AHL kind of player, and then, but who knows? Maybe they. Inject him with the same stuff they put into Mason March. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Florida Panthers. That was a good pick. I had uh, I had them on. I just can't believe Jason picked them of all people. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. What do you think about Maurice? Paul Maurice? I mean, I didn't love how the structure was in Winnipeg, especially by the and, end. And, like, like. And then Florida's a team that needs more structure. They need more coaching. They need more, like, like details. To it, kind of like what Bruce Cassidy would bring. Well, that's why they hired Paul Maurice, but I don't know if he'll be able to do but, it. Like, is he that? The like, weird thing the... is, like, again, I know coaches wear off at some point, especially in hockey, especially in hockey. But at the end, there, he almost like, I can't do it. I gotta, like, I, I'm done. I, I can't Wait, make this team any like, better. I can't, I can't show up to the rink. Maybe it's just Winnipeg. He wanted to leave Winnipeg, and he went to Florida. But yeah, that that is a very good point. Where like he literally quit on the team. He just said, nah, I'm done. Yeah. And he was under contract, too. So, Or maybe they, they wanted to give him that saving face, and they're like, hey, like, either you say you quit or we're going to fire you. It was just odd. That's the guy you're going to can Andrew Burnett for? like. Yeah, that was a really odd one. Okay, that's, uh, that's a good pick, though. I had them on my, uh, on my list as well. Uh, thank God Daily Faceoff isn't working for me right now. Um, I just need to take a quick look. You know did, I, did I steal Screw your pretend? Oh. Yeah, yeah. You st- kind of stole one. I have some others on this list here. But you want to make a splash, I, I can tell. I, I want to make a splash on this one because I'm looking at their point projection and I'm like, that's high. It is currently the one, two, three, four, five, sixth, tied for sixth highest point projection in the league. And that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow. I mean,. You just see this team get to the playoffs every year and fall flat on their face. Last year, I mean, they were playing Louis Domingue, their third-string goalie in there, and that really did impact them. Like, thinking about some key... They were up 3-1, and thinking about some key games where that that Kreider goal really shouldn't have went in. That's kind of deflating. Game 7, you have to play Tristan Jari, who's on one leg. Like, here's the thing. It's like, I don't love the defense. They locked up everyone, and everyone is aging. Yeah. 
Like this core is not shown in the past two years, three years even, to to be like to go the distance, to even stay healthy, and they just locked everyone up. Yeah, Kapanen too. Yeah, Kapanen. Like, I, I I don't know. I don't know why they love him so much. But it, at like I was looking at like Pittsburgh will make the playoffs. I think I think they'll be decent. But at one hundred two five, to be the same projection as the Hurricanes and the Flames. That's a tad high for me. Yeah, that's, I really don't like that, and I don't, I don't see them going far in the playoffs. That you know what I, I totally agree with you. That is, I think that's a super high number. They essentially they're just running it back. The big move they made was um, Matheson and Marino out for Petrie, which I think is an upgrade. I think Petrie is a if yeah. he can regain his old form. But again, how old's yeah. Jeff Petrie? Thirty-five. Okay, exactly. And how old Sidney Crosby and Malkin and Jeff Carter, like Malkin hasn't really been healthy the past couple no, of years. No, he hasn't. And even Jeff Carter, like they locked him up. That's like a pricey contract. He's okay, but I mean, is, is, are you confident if Malkin goes down and Carter's your 2C? Yeah, no, not at all. No. So I agree with you. That's a great pick. And who knows what version of Tristan Jari we get. It's a contract year. So you, there's two ways. Like when you think about a contract year for a forward, it's usually a good sign. Like ah, they're gonna they're gonna really produce this year. For a goalie, could a little bit extra either, pack pressure. You know who knows with the mentals. Like he had a good year last year, but will that come back this year as well? I don't know. Like he's been, he's a very up and down goaltender. I think he is a good goaltender, yeah. but he is quite up and down. They did make a pretty good change. It was. Yeah, John Marino out, who's a good de- defensive defenseman. Matheson out, another good defensive defenseman. Like, Petrie and I think it is a good move, but it's like, those are two decent defense. Like, it is a bit of a gamble in there. And, like, yeah. how much are they going to play Ty Smith? Like, he's he's another gamble in there. So, we'll see. Currently, their projected defense is Brian Dumoulin, Chris Letang, Marcus Peterson, Jeff Petrie, Ty Smith, Jan Ruta. So. It's, I like the top four. I like the top four. Yeah, it's not. It's it's pretty solid. But and even losing Evan Rodriguez, he was a guy who was able to step in for Malkin in a lot of play a little mm-hmm. bit of center. Yeah, play in the top six. They had a lot of injury issues last year. Yeah, like I was watching. They had uh, what's his name that they brought back? Sorry, Danton Heinen. For some reason, he's not in their top six or top nine. I'm top sure 12. he will eventually. I think that's just like a daily faceoff thing because he just that's got signed. Odd. But there was time like he was only playing 11, 12 minutes a year a game. But when I was watching games, it was like eleven minutes. But he's on the ice with Rodriguez. He's on the ice with Malkin. He's on the ice with some really good players. Because that's because they had to put someone in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They so definitely, we'll see. And the superstars are getting like 35, 36 years old. This like, is like I know they extend these guys. How many guys? How many 35, 36 year olds are all playing like seventy plus games? None. And they extended them long term too. Like Malkin's what three years? Six years for Latang. Malkin, I think, was four Four years. Four years, like four years, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Jeff Carter they extended to. Like And the problem is you don't I don't really feel like there's a like a a young presence on this team. Not at all. Like Gensel's their youngest presence. He's always he's gotta be got Ryan Paling on the fourth line. Gensel's all gotta be almost uh almost thirty now, no? Jake Gensel's a ninety four born. So yes, he's only a year older than us. Twenty-seven, <laughs> turning twenty-eight. But yeah, like it, it, it's now or never for Pittsburgh. Or let's yeah. say 
again or never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they do have three cups. So, yeah. You like that one? I do like that one. Are we? Do we want to talk about some other possible contenders or go into pretenders and then Wait. look at what? Some pretenders. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want some honorable mentions? Oh, yeah, yeah. You said contenders. Or do you want to save all honorable mentions till the end? Yeah, we can do honorable mentions now. Why not? Okay. Just off point totals too. Maybe yeah. some teams to bring up. Honestly, this sounds a little bananas, but the Blackhawks at 65 and a half. I feel like they should be under that, <laughs> especially if they trade Kane. Yeah, and especially especially if uh, what's his? Oh my God, Peter Mrazek. But I deleted his name from my brain. Especially if he's their goalie. Like, <laughs> let's actually let's wait for honorable mentions in case okay. someone's oh. contender is their pretender. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's you're, a it's one. a snake. So <laughs> go ahead with your first with the first pretender. Contender, contender. contender. I can't. I'm sorry. You keep contender? messing me up there, brother. Ooh. Okay, um, you know I'm not like we'll talk about the Leafs just collectively at the end and our expectations versus the projected 107.5 number and whether we like that number, whether we think we're going to finish at that number, and we're going to compare our contenders to the Leafs, right? So yes, Leafs are, have been reneged. I would not have picked them. Yes, Ooh. not that they're not a contender, but I think they they're probably p- leaning more to. Properly rated team. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think they're the, se- they're the second highest team. Yeah. They're second the second highest. best team. Yeah. There's is it juiced? Is it not? Stay tuned. Finally, we can. We, ne- we don't have enough uh, clickbait hookers in there. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> clickbait hooks. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm done. I think that's the clickbait hashtag, right there. Hashtag Rinky's over party. <laughs> uh, so, my contender I'm putting in here. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 103.5, and they, they had 110 last year. I mean, yes, they lost Palat. They lost Ryan McDonough. Those are two very big losses right there, but Ian Cole, Vladislav Nemestikov, the fact that they still have Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Anthony Sorelli, the list goes on and on. Victor Hedman, Andre Vasilevsky of fantastic players. Like We've seen these guys put in a next man up, and it's kind of worked. Each time, I mean, Brandon Hagel was probably not the best trade deadline acquisition we've seen from them. But just in terms of the, I, I, I'm saying it more so contender in the fact that once they hit the playoffs, I think they're still going to win at least a couple rounds, right? Yeah. Like so, even if they finish under 103.5, which I don't see them doing, I think they're still going to be pretty good, especially if they they can get a stroke of luck with the health wise. But I still think they're they. They should be like they're they're the conference champions three times over for a reason. Yeah, right. Like that's a, that's a good pick. It's the roster's still really good. I yeah, mean, they've done a great job of retooling. They haven't really. Everyone thought they were going to have to really pay and pay a price, lose guys. Like they they lost that third line, mm-hmm. of course, but they just made the Stanley Cup final without that third line, mm-hmm. right? So. And I think like Ross Colton still got a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. The thing go. is, like when people, they created that third line. It was not yeah. like, you know, it's not like that was a, a core part of their team from five years ago. It was Those all were tr- trade all deadline. trade additions, and they Except can do Colton. that every year if they yeah, want, absolutely. right? That's like that's the good stuff that Tampa does. It's they have their core, but the supplementing of the core. We talk about it all the time. The depth, the 
And the way they're able to churn guys in and out, it's very, very impressive. But it's all development from within, yeah. right? Because not only do they hit on the on the trades, the f trade for a, f a guys for a first, trade of two firsts for Coleman, like we said, there's also guys like Ross Colton who can step up in there that are internal, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. I think Tampa's definitely still a contender, and they have the best goal in the Brent Hagel wasn't that great last year, but now they get a full season to get their he'll, really he'll get be good their this hands year. on. He'll be good this year. On. I think he had some injuries in the in the playoffs. They were they were mentioned there, but the the big pieces are still there. The big pieces aren't really getting like they haven't really shown signs of slowing down. I mean, Stamkos just put up 106 points, and he was a major injury scare like last year, and then all of a sudden, big bounce back year. So. I think I think Tampa Bay is still a scary team and deserves sure. a lot of respect. For sure, I like that pick. Um, so for me, I'm gonna pick uh, for my pretender. They're kind of Con in a contender. So contender. Oh my god, how am I how am I messing this up? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Vegas Golden Knights at 97 and a half, and I think that's a little rich for them. And I know that their goalie situation doesn't look the best. I'd argue that there's teams with higher point totals who have a worse goalie situation. Yeah, but, the Leafs. Yeah, but. I really think they're going to turn things around. I really think they struggled a lot with injuries this past year. And I really think if they can stay healthy, they should be able to surpass that point total in the division that they're in. I know it got a little bit better. I know Edmonton got better. I know Calgary got better. I just don't, I'm not fully sold yet on the Kings. And I just don't know about about everyone else. Everyone else in that division is kind of met to me. Yeah. Canucks, Vegas I'm out on everyone else. 94 points last yeah. year. So it's only a three and a half point bump. I mean, losing Pacioretty is big, but he was injured a lot. Last exactly, year. he was almost out for the entire year anyway. So, so you're with that pick. I feel like you're really banking on a Jack Eichel really gets back Come to back being to Jack form. Eichel. Mm -hmm. Mark Stone is able to stay healthy, even though I don't think he's playing in the preseason. And then you have a lot of the same guys here, like William Carlson, Nicholas Waugh, Nicholas Roy, Chandler Stevenson. They brought it. Oh, Phil Kessel. We almost forgot about that one. Phil Kessel's on the. Oh, on wow. The oh wow! Yeah, that's a. I, I honestly didn't we remember that. I forgot about, about that. that. We didn't even talk about that. That was like a Friday <laughs> news dump. Like. <laughs> that's so funny. What a steal for them! Oh yeah, so that's a that's a funny in, uh, and then also the the coaching change as well. I think will really help them too. Like Peter DeBoer, it's it's kind of funny that they're going from like a, a dry a cut and dry kind of. I feel like Peter DeBoer is a cut and dry kind of coach too another kind of cut and dry <laughs> coach, like no nonsense. But yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I do like that pick. I will, mm -hmm. I will tell you, I will, Thanks. I will give you that, but um, it is a bit of a coin flip because you are For really sure. banking on two guys with major injury concerns, really mm -hmm. coming back to form and making up for that goaltending deficiency they got. Yeah. Right? I, I think they can do it. They have a strong enough decor. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, very yeah. strong decor. I just don't want to ever bank on a team being out because they're hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I like that. Okay. Kind of like a little Christian McCaffrey Exactly. Fantasy football season has me thinking about that. Hell yeah. All right, Josh, you're up. I have a couple that I'm debating, but I, I really like the way this team retooled because every good team loses players. It just happens. Like, if you're good in a cap area, all the teams we just talked about lost pieces right tampa players, yeah. tampa lost pieces um i got the carolina hurricanes i oh, really really i had them as well i really like what they did this offseason and it wasn't sexy by any means actually you know what it was brent burns that's uh 
Yeah. Max Pacioretty, and even though unfortunately he ended up also he tearing his Achilles. That's six months. But I, I, we'll get back to Pacioretty. We'll like the real losses they had were Nino Niederreiter, who's been a perennial twenty goal winger for that for them. Power forward, yeah. And Vinny Trocheck, who's a really really good centerman. But they can't. Those guys made almost ten million combined, so yeah. there was no room to keep them. But but retooling and getting Paul Stastny. Who I think is still an all-day top nine forward. He can play center as well. Like their center depth is Aho, Stasny, Stahl, Kock, and Yemi. Yeah, that's solid. Very solid. And again, this guy. I feel like Stasny. Sorry to interrupt, but I feel like Stasny is like below average in terms of two C's in the league. Yeah. But that's a very cost-efficient move, and, and they do have some very good wingers to supplement. And it's there. like they have Aho at one C, but then they have like three third-line centermen, depending on the yes, situation. Because exactly. Stahl doesn't put up points, but he's still an elite, elite top-level defensive center in the NHL. Jesperi Kakanyemi. Here's part of the theme of this team is I think they have guys waiting to break out. I really do. I think Kakanyemi is – I don't know if he's going to get there, but I think he's on the precipice of a, of a breakout. Marty Natchez. Mm-hmm. I think he's ready to go. Hell yeah. That's why some of these guys moving out, the way they're internally able to replace them. Brent Burns bounce back. Brent Burns bounce back, 100%. And, like, it, I wish the Leafs selfishly had a Natchez, a Seth Jarvis, so where when you lose Hyman and you lose Mikheyev, because that's this is a very similar to losing Hyman and Mikheyev. It really is. Mm-hmm. The level of talent of Trocek and Niederreiter, very similar. But Seth Jarvis at 19 years old, I think he's... He's going to be a legit top six, maybe first-line winger. And Marty Natchez, I, like, he could score 30 goals this year, no problem. I think. With that, with his with skill, his, his shooting. Yeah. Again, and also, even an under-radar, under-the-radar Andre Kasha, like, we were doing hula hoops when we signed him last yep. year. Right? Well, we're, we're like, if this guy can stay healthy. And he did. Didn't we bang on? We're like, if he can play 50 games, awesome. Yeah. And yeah. he did. And yeah. And I think there was at one five. That's not bad at all. Well, I think, I think that's solid. And and I, it's unfortunate that he passed on the Leafs because I think that he could have been a. When we actually look at what our roster ended up looking like, I think most of us would take Kasha back at one point five right now. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would say so. And and like we'll get to the D for Carolina. I think Burns in for D'Angelo is an upgrade. I really do. I think D'Angelo was really really good on the power play, but overall in terms of two-way ability, in terms of kind of the energy that Brent Burns can still bring. He had a really good bounce back here in San Jose. I don't think he'll have to carry nearly the load that he did in San Jose because we have Brett Pesci, who can play much more, like, on the second pair, who can play real defensive minutes. Brady Shea's a, a regular 4D. Very and, good at elevating. And if he just ends up playing with Jacob Slavin, it doesn't matter who he plays with that guy because they're going to have a good year. The only thing about Carolina... Freddie frickin' Anderson, he's got to show up. That's it. If he shows up, I, I really think they're a conference final team. Fair enough. Yeah, I was just going to say that both their goalies are UFAs next year, which I think is like a, almost a plus because those guys are going to be playing for deals. Right now, I don't think either of those guys, they'll get signed. But if they want to get paid, like a Jack Campbell, like a Darcy Kemper, they're going to need to play well for them. So it's an important year for both those goalies. So it's almost a perfect little window for yeah. Carolina. It's, it's a big point that the, like what you brought up with the goalies there, like they are two goalies, they're in their thirties and they both have had injury issues yeah. for the past couple of years now. It's like, that's, that's mm. the only downside. And then we've said with, with goalies, like is that additional pressure of being in that UFA year? Like, Last time Freddie was going into a UFA year, how did he play? It was partly due to injuries, but like, and he was Terrible. in a louder market, but he wasn't very good for a lot of that season. No. 
He had a very good March, I think it was. But he he was very, very up and down. There's a lot of downs in that one. So That's yeah. the downside, right? Yeah. The, the, we'll see about but the goaltending the They the, have a good prospect coming up Kochikov, but uh, in the playoffs, I think that was the the lights were a little too bright but, for him. But there. I think the real thing is these guys just need to stay healthy because yeah. whoever they put in this in this system with Rod Brendamore yeah, seems that's the other thing. They have one of the best coaches in the NHL, which helps. Hell yeah. And think about this. They remind me of Florida of last year when I look at them. Honestly, they do. With their forward depth, solid D, slightly questionable goaltending. You add Pacioretty back to this team. Ajo. Taravainen, Jarvis, Svechnikov, Stasny, Natchez, Stahl, Kotkaniemi, Pacioretty. That's nine yeah. solid, really good thing, forwards. Yeah, Pacioretty, it's a bit of concern that he's in his 30s with that injury. It's it's a severe one, but his big strength is his shot. I was going to so say the exact same I don't thing. think the shot's really— I think he could still come back and, and score at a 20, pretty good— Oh, bad. for sure, for sure. I like big power play boost and in the playoffs, he'll be like, that's, they just need him healthy for the playoffs. Maybe slip a little again. They, maybe they make a Giroux level addition like Florida did. And then, wow, are we ever stopped? Exactly. Why not? Yeah. That's really unfortunate. He's out. I would have loved to, I think this is the thing. I think they're better than the Leafs. Whoa. I do. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I can see why you think that they're not as top heavy as the Leafs for sure. Yeah. But the depth makes a significant difference, especially on forward ND. And I think like, their goalies blow us out. Like, I, would I don't know about or, blow us out of the water. I, I think their defense core blows our defense core out of the water. Yeah. Oh, come on, okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah come yeah, on, guys. Yeah. Jason, come on. I'm high on the least defense core. What do you want from me? Okay. If, uh, wait, sorry. Uh, with Sandy, not without Sandy. Did the, so. Whoa. <laughs> Slavin, I, did I say they were better? I, I just you kind of. I just said they don't blow them out of the water. I think I their goal, their, the difference between their goalies and our goalies are is a chasm. It's a chasm. Maybe, That's what I think. Maybe. And I, I think the difference between I think their their D is maybe a, they probably have a. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say the best decor in the league, but they definitely have a top three decor. Probably maybe the best. I don't know. I can't think of other decors off the top of my head, but I still think the Leafs are have a top ten decor. Goalies, I, I think we have the, one of the worst goaltending situations in the league, and I don't think Frederick Anderson anti. Can you have a top ten decor without a top twenty defenseman in the league? That's a that's a great philosophical question. I don't know. Um, depends how you value it, kind of thing. I don't know. Like, like what are you looking from the decor? I'm just asking you about don't the think least. Morgan Riley's a top twenty. I don't. No. No. I don't. Okay. I think he's somewhere twenty to thirty. Wow. Probably around yeah. twenty to twenty five. I would say. Under twenty or sorry, twenty one to twenty. Who's better right now as an overall defenseman, Morgan Riley or Brent Burns? I'd rather have Brent Burns. He's thirty seven yeah. years old. I'm not if if you take the contract, honestly, yeah, no, you can leave the contract with it. But the thing is, he's thirty seven. If it's for, is it just for one season? Is it just, just ask the question right now? I think I would slightly give Morgan Riley an edge. Is Brent Burns a top thirty defenseman in the league right now? Oh. That's a good question. I haven't lined them up. I'm know. bringing too much heat for your brain yeah, right it's, now. It's a lot, but that's all. That's the only point. I get where you're, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I think, like to me, the biggest question mark with the least decor is, is Jake Muzzin. I think 100%. Jake Muzzin really tips the scale there, because yeah, if Jake Muzzin goes down, you bring in Rasmus Sandin in there, like you have a fine defense. 
But if you have Jake Muzzin in there and you have Jake Muzzin playing like he did in the playoffs last year, solid on zone um, defending the, the blue line, solid at zone exits, good in front of the net, able to contribute a little bit from the blue line there in terms of of point totals, like then you have a really good D. De- I think you have a very solid decor. But if you get Jake Muzzin, like we saw at the beginning of the year last year, actually regular season Jake Muzzin, then it's a little uglier kind yeah. of thing, right? Because like I like Rasmus Sandin. I think he's a good defenseman. I think he's a good offensive defenseman though, and I think he's a good offensive third pairing defenseman. He he's doesn't really, replace one for he one. He does Muzzin not replace at Muzzin at all, especially when it comes to the top four and having to play more difficult minutes. So to me, the like it's such a massive like Muzzin is a big question mark and then the goaltending is a big question mark for the mm-hmm. Leafs. Let's just start talking Leafs. Are they I think everyone we so, all think they're a contender as an overall team, but yeah. let's so look at So in their- terms of the playoffs, like I think that's bare a hundred percent they get in, like I'm very confident they get in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. We've been talking to some people lately who are not as confident though. But they they were also kind of drunk. So, <laughs> who is that? We heard one person say they're not going to make the playoffs. Someone else told me a hundred times, "You got to believe we're going to win the cup this year." <laughs> win the cup. I was like, "I do. I, I hope, but I don't know." <laughs> Hell or, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's tough because like this off season, it wasn't like the sexiest. It was about it was as not. unsexy as an off season can get. It was so plain Jane. I'll do this. What three teams did we talk about? You said Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said Carolina. And Jason said Vegas. Mm-hmm. Pull up the forward depth of those two teams against the Leafs. Just do it on, on daily faceoff quickly. Okay. It, it's uh, I forgot how, how thin the Leafs are up front. They they are, for a team projected as high as they are, they are extremely thin up front from forward five on. Yeah, it's the same. Like, the bottom six for the Leafs is embarrassing compared to these other teams. Like, not that these teams have studs, but they have serviceable players. The Leafs mm-hmm. don't have, like... Yeah, I think it's a big mistake that the third line just has no offensive talent. That, bot- that bottom six is just not ever going to score. Like, it right now it says Engvall, Camp, Yarncroc, Obey, Kubel, Goddard, Wayne Simmons. That is... I don't want to be rude. That's an embarrassing bottom six for a Stanley Cup-level team. It is. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And the thing is also when you have like, oh, you have those lockdown. It's good to have a couple of those lockdown guys in your lineup. You play on the penalty For killer. sure. You play with two minutes left. Like to bring up a specific example, if you try to play like the Leafs did in the third period of game six, it just does not work. No. They didn't press at all. You know what's a good defense? Going up another goal. Mm-hmm. And And what's funny is too, they have like, good players like Mitch Marner who is who are like good defensively so it's like I understand they want to supplement that bottom six and get like those defensive guys but you already have some guys up There's there just and you're too many yeah no, but the, they you're only right. need one of them and they have David Camp he's yeah. playing center he can win face-offs he plays penalty kill. that's a fourth line rule yeah. but they like if you want the designated defensive style his line is the defensive line and everyone else go score a bunch of goals seriously which yeah. was what we've been trying to say right yeah but they have like that line and then this fourth line is not. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. and I think they're a little too high on Adam Goddett. He can't I mean, be a player. I don't, I, I, I don't think he's going to be an NHL player. I don't know who's going to play, but like they don't have a fourth line center. I, I know, but 
Maybe I don't know. Maybe they go for Evan Rodriguez, and if he's still available, I don't know. Because That'd be crazy. again, we just talked about the Leafs' bottom six, right? I'm just gonna bring up these teams' bottom six. Let's hear just them. list it: Tampa, Nemestikov, Nick Paul, Ross Colton's their third line. It's a pretty good line. Yeah. Pat Maroon, Bellamar, Corey Perry's their fourth line. Their fourth line's better than our third line right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it shows we play. Well, we played against them in a seven-game series. I mean, they they torched not okay. torched us, but they so definitely held the let's, candle to let's us. Let's for Carolina's purposes. Do you want to leave Patchetti out or, or add him in? Let's leave Patchetti out for now. Yeah. Okay, Jesper Fast, Jordan Stahl, Andre Kasha, Jordan Martin, Kakanyemi, Lane Peterson. If you add Patchetti, then you're bumping down probably. Just that's near Natchez to the bottom six. Like, but even then, you have Stahl and Kakanyemi and Kasha. Kasha was. The Leafs, one of their better bottom sixers last yeah, year. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Jesper Fast was a 15-goal, 15-assist guy. Like, he's good. He he's has fa- some. He's fast. He has the, <laughs> he has the offensive upside, right? Like a tad, yes. Yeah. yeah a like bit. I for for a bottom. And again, right. that's that's yeah, without six. that's without a seven million dollar. That's like take Nylander off the team and see what our bottom six is. That's exactly what we're doing. Oh, okay. Without Pacioretty, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to, to clarify what you just said, you're not equating William Nylander to Max Pacioretty. No, Pacioretty's better. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's just but their the, dollar, dollar value. It's the dollar value, yeah. yes, in terms of where they, they fit within the team. I understand what you mean there. Um, but in terms of the Leafs hitting this this 107 mark, another question that I really do have, like the first line is the first line. Like, it's the best line in the league. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was the best line in the league last year. I have, I have highlights of like, it's like three minutes long of just like those three being the so one of them scores and then the other two get the assist on it like it was disgusting puck goes into the corner recover the puck like cycle the puck into the middle and bang one of them's going to score a goal right it was disgusting but the second line was just such an up and down question mark last year and they did nothing to address it nothing it's like they're pretending like it was a good line as if they weren't starting Nylander with David Camp and then switching it four shifts in because they couldn't do anything uh, they did that. That drove me nuts. You don't so think they're going to do it again? I'll I'll lose my mind. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like just totally. Like Nylander wasn't isn't was in the midst of not having a very good stretch. Like an offensive player, great speed, good shot, was like leading the Leafs in scoring for a little while at the beginning of the year. He's having a slump. What's the most logical thing to do? Goal scorers in a slump. Put him with probably the most offensive handicapped center in the <laughs> NHL. Like that made no sense, and now you've just you've just kind of left it the same. So I wonder, maybe the development staff or an assistant coach has to get in there and change things up. Maybe they we see a lot more Nylander zone entries this year because last year they dumped the puck in a lot. That especially that second line dumped the puck in a lot, right? Yep. So maybe they change that up philosophically. Uh, strategically not philosophically but who the hell am i um in terms of second line left wing like if it's kerfoot that's that'd be very surprising because he was on and off like didn't seem to they didn't seem to love that but my other question then is do you have to sacrifice that perfect first line and break those guys up oh god to fix that second line to make it more balanced you if the fact that you have to fix a second line that has two players combined making almost 20 million is just a that that can't be but the thing is with that that 11 11 of that 20 million is in the latter half it's not actually worth 11 like we signed john Tavares to that contract for those first three years we're in the back half we knew this would come this is why acquiring 
Star players via free agency is the most expensive way you can get a player. Correct. Because of these last few years. Not all players are like Mark Giordano, where it's he's worth like oh he was worth six eight at the beginning of the contract, and then when he's thirty seven, oh yeah, now he's worth nine. Or so, Joe Pavelski. Or Joe Pavelski, who, who just, somehow is getting better. Just every random, year. Yeah, just randomly. Oh yeah, now he's one of the, on one of the best lines in the league because he's just a freak athlete, right? I I, I really think they they I think Yarncroc is the piece that will answer a lot of these questions like if he's lined up yeah. at center day one mm. and camp is also at center maybe they are going to try to split up 91 and 88 maybe ne- it's nylander yarn croc david camp second line vol even or and roberts, roberts. Oh. but okay. here's here's a here's the thing how many times are you going to say robertson in this lineup oh if it's if he doesn't but if he doesn't what are we doing if he doesn't play this uh, yeah year? we like their fourth line is Wayne Simmons, Adam Gaudet, and Nicholas Albe Kubel. Yep. Would that be a good line in the AHL? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll say is yes. Is that a good line in the NHL? Albe Kubel and, no. and, and Adam Gaudet, I feel like. Wayne Simmons. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Simmons. They also have Kyle Clifford. I don't want anyone to, to forget that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> They have Curtis Douglas. You know how tall that guy is? Right now, on he is six foot eight. On daily faceoff, Adam Gaudet is listed on the second power play unit. That's funny. What? Come on, come on. No. It's pr- it's probably just because Jason Spezza was on there, so they probably whoever took Jason yeah, Spezza's yeah, yeah. place on the. How is Jason Spezza not back on this? Team? I don't know. I I have a conspiracy theory, but I'm not ready. Right notes, yet. baby. What's well, he's gonna come back? He got pushed out. No, no, he's not gonna come back halfway through the year because he's gonna be too expensive. What do you mean he got pushed out? I think they, I think he wanted to play again, but they didn't offer him a, de- a contract. Yeah, Simple probably. Sounds I don't think that's like a. Cons- I think most people believe that's what happened. Oh well, I, I'm. Well, he s- said I, I'm going to play nowhere other than Toronto, and I want to yes. end my career, and I'll keep doing these deals as long as I can. Yes, and then he suddenly couldn't. Yes, was that him or was that? That's obviously the. They scratched him game one of the playoffs. That was right for Kyle Clifford, who got suspended within the first two minutes of the game. And put us on a five-minute five, five minute power play. Or, sorry, penalty kill, that by the way. I, I really think that 107.5 is high. I, I do. I, w- I would be fading that for yeah. the Leafs' so the point Leafs total. last year finished with 115. Yep. And you think they're below 107? Yep. So, let's give our answers. 107.5 above or below? Under. Under. I'm going over. You have to. You I have still to, think yeah. – no. I, I still think, like, one – like. Around what, what they finished last year is still still reasonable. They still have Austin Matthews. They still have Mitch Marner. Both of those guys are only born in 1997. Yep. Like, what's that, 25 five years old? Yes, is it sir. crazy that a 25-year-old gets a little bit better? No, they are going to get better. So then what do you have? Like, just like an odd – like, I still think that, like, I, I, I don't know. There were some dark times for the Leafs last year. I still think they have a lot of talent, and to hit that number that they did last year isn't crazy. So I, I, don't think, I think if they hit 115 points, I would be shocked, and that means that Matt Murray or Elias Samsonov was a smash, one of those two yeah. smashed, and they had a 920. That so is the yeah. only way I could see that happening. If their decor stays healthy, it gives them a legitimate chance to. Well, there you go. Right. I, I have a question for Curtis you. Curtis Sanford, I mean... Yeah, he's, he's a good goalie coach. So I have a question: How many? 
I know this is like kind of obscure and random. Like I don't know if this will make sense, but uh, how many games did you feel like our goalies won for us last year? There was just no the first two months of the year. Jack Campbell kept the Leafs in. How, how like let's let's put let's put a number on how many games? I don't know. I I couldn't five. That was so long ago. Let, let's just like let's full year. Let's just say four or five. So if you take away those games, because chances are with our goaltending, we're not going to win those games. I know this is kind of a this is like a. I don't I'm just, know if this is the best way to... I'm just trying to say, like, take away five wins, now you're below the point total. That's well, all I was trying no, to explain. But it doesn't mean they're going to win zero games for you now. No, I know. I understand that. But I'm just saying... How many saying, games like, did the goalies lose for the Leafs uh, last year? The Leafs had a 904 total save percentage last year. Yeah, and year. it's definitely not going to get better. Definitely not. You're definitely below team 904 save percentage? Pro- yeah, yes, with our tandem. How can you be, like, so confidently above that? Unless, like... The ent- all of saving percentage across the league gets increased. Like if it's the same as last year, then and I the f- other thing is what's dragging this down too is like their backups were so bad. Like it's not like their backups were like eight ninety five, nine hundred, and okay. Marazic and Chalkin, <laughs> they combined to play thirty four games at an eight eighty eight save percentage. Like that really drags you down. What about Hutchinson? Hutchinson had an eight fifty seven two games. <laughs> It's yeah. ugly, I, but I don't think with their goaltending, with their lack of depth, and with questions of the injuries with Muzzin yeah. or how durable were. I think in terms of like what you bring up with the goaltending, sorry to interrupt, is like this is a this could be a perfect opportunity for Joseph Wool. Yeah, it, I I think so. I Again. think he's got good tools. He just really needs to work on the consistency and his reads. And I mean, what better way than getting games, right? So, I, I really, from what we got, I would have just signed Campbell back and rolled with Joseph yeah. Wall. That would have been what my, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I don't see them getting 108 points. I don't. I look at a team like Boston last year where their depth kind of ran out up, up front. Boston and, also, they were very, like if you compare a model – a, a rankings model. I'm I'm on a roll with interrupting you. By the way, no, that's, you're good. You're mine. <laughs> um, in terms of an actual goals model versus an expected goals yeah. model, for some reason they were much lower in the goals model and higher in the expected goals. Yeah, but that can happen yeah. for sure. Especially the team with again their depth didn't have a lot of finishing talent. Bad finishing. Yeah, looks like the Leafs team, right? So yeah. and they had 107 points last year. It's still a good year, carried by their top players like we talked about all year that's probably what the Leafs are looking at though it really is like and that's the problem is that this isn't the NBA this isn't a quarterback it's the NHL it's we know that one player's impact on a betting money line is much less in the NHL Mm -hmm. than in other sports so that's why the depth needs to be better no doubt about it this is what I was saying to people last night oh but we have Matthews Martin I know I know. I love these guys. These guys are unreal players. But what's supplemented around them is not enough. It's not. So, mm-hmm. I, and as bad as it feels, I would fade the Leafs at 107.5 points. I almost want to propose a friendly bet, but I cannot. I would never in my life bet against, against my favorite teams. And I would never do that, ever. That'd be tough. But um, if you wanted to, I would have to make you like ride your bike to Aurelia. I would never, <laughs> I would never ever bet. Not, not just ride your bike to Aurelia. And then get Arby's and have to write it back. But I think, you know what? It's good to propose the bear case against the Leafs as well. Mm-hmm. For right. sure. The bears. The bears. 
saw way too many bears this week. But I, I really want, I feel like that might be not, I don't want to say the overwhelming sentiment, but a lot more people would probably lean towards well, yeah. what I'm saying than in previous years. Because the Leafs have been out of, out of the first round five years in a row. Which actually, technically, against Columbus, they didn't lose in the first round. Yeah. They lost in the play-ins, which is not even the first round. Um, you lose five years in a row in the first round, and then your decision is to just bring everything back and less. You know what's funny, too? Might I add? In previous years, yeah, it was about losing in the first round. That was painful. That has nothing to do with my current opinion of the team I, at all, which is yeah. funny. When I think about all the problems, I don't think about losing in the first round. Yeah. That's how disappointing this offseason was to me it's like i've seen people like try to some diehard like god bless you diehard leafs people that are saying yeah but look at tampa bay lost guys tampa bay lost palat and mcdonough florida lost um uyghur and Hubert and drew and all them and but and like the leafs aren't the only team that lost people and they lost the lesser of those guys but however those teams actually also did things to replace them. The Leafs, I mean, to replace Ilya Mikhaev brought in Nicholas Obey-Kubel. Yeah, and they, we talked about the Florida Panthers are also a, a fade for us. We yeah. He thinks yeah. they might be a pretender, but I, I think other teams would look at the Leafs. Uh, this is uh, being like a down, not a down year, but... But who do you have in the East above the Leafs? Tampa Bay. Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Uh, Florida. It's tight. You still but I, have Florida above them? I do. I do. Wow. It's tight. I agree. I agree with the fade with Jason, but I again, think Boston I think, could squeeze their way past I think Toronto. The Boston? Big, no, yes. not Boston. Okay. No. Well, why, I for, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. I forgot half their team is injured for majority. Of the year. Never <laughs> the thing about he, I say, forgot Marshawn and McAvoy are up for the entire. Toronto and Florida are like neck and neck for me yes. because last year Florida was like absurdly good. They had 122 points. So. Yeah. The drop-off will probably be, I think, 10 to 15 points. So they're both okay. in the exact same range. It goes back to the goaltending for me for Florida. I like theirs a little bit better than the Leafs or a lot better than the Leafs. <laughs> what about the defense, though? The defense is bad. I agree. I so, agree. Chicken or egg? Would but you that, have but better if they defense had a, or better goalie? Better, better goalie. Yeah. One person plays player. The other person plays goalie. <laughs> That was kind of crazy. But uh, I will say they Wait. they go hand in hand, though. Yeah, I think I agree. They do. I don't know. I think if you have a defense that's able to lock it down, like it just makes the goalie's job so much easier. Yeah, that's fair. 100%. That's, but I agree with Jason. Like when you stack it up, it's really for me, I only see Tampa and Carolina as for sure. But I think Florida's on the same tier. And then the Leafs are right there. But I think that tier might include. I don't know if it includes. I don't think it includes the Rangers. So I think that's just those two teams. So I still think they're a top four team in the, in the East. I don't think they're a threat of missing the playoffs. No. But again, I just don't think they've built enough for me to confidently say they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. The other thing is Ottawa's right there nipping at your heels right now. Mm-hmm. Detroit got better. Boston's a little worse. But it's a, it's a tough conference. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. So we'll see I what see happens. I see what you mean. The, the, conference, the lower teams did get better. Much better. Like, the Sabres are going to be better than they were last year. Like, end of the year, Sabres actually were pretty competitive. Detroit added a good amount in the offseason. Ottawa added a good amount in the offseason. Like, those teams got fully got better and didn't really lose anything. Yeah, like, and there's some bad teams in the East. I think the Flyers are probably going to be oh, pretty Columbus bad. Columbus got a lot better, too. 
That's another couple games you got to play against. Look them. at the teams that missed the playoffs. Like you just said, you said all the teams in, in our division, but in the other like division. Last year, those teams were trash. They were straight doggy doo And now you got one team that missed the playoffs that now added Johnny Goudreau. And, and Eric Goodbranson. <laughs> all right. You have them. You have the Islanders. Yeah. Who, I mean. They, 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 they had a horrible start to the year last yeah. year. Yeah, Second half, they were above 500. They're still, mm-hmm. I think everyone thinks they're a good team. They're not they're a great competitive. team. Competitive. They're play. Yes. They, they're a contending playoff team. New Jersey's sure. a yeah. hot, hot team in the in the streets right now. People yeah. are, and their win total reflects it. I mean, ninety and a half. That's right on playoff range. Sixty-three they can get points last a year. An NHL goaltender in there. Yeah, sixty-three points last season. So they're projecting a twenty-seven point increase. That's a twelve-win wow. increase. Holy! Plus a couple overtime. I'm just. Yeah. That's massive. That was good mental math. Yeah. That was solid. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't have the math here, but I will post it in terms of who is projected to increase the most, who is yeah. projected to decrease the most. Um, just the way that they put it on Vegas Insider is a little janky. Wonky, and yeah. Would, uh, it takes some formatting. The, for can I can I bring up a team quickly? Let's go for I it. almost picked the Oilers as my contender. Yeah, I had them in there as well. Fair enough. Like, they made the conference finals last year. Got swept. But they made the conference finals last year and added to that team yeah. and subtracted a couple guys that I think were really, really kind of dragging them down. <laughs> like who? Mike Smith. <laughs> like Zach Cassian? I don't think – well, I don't know. Duncan he was Keith? a depth guy, whatever. Yeah. It was Duncan Dunk- Keith. Dunk- Duncan Keith was good offensively, but sometimes defensively it was like, dude. I think on. this is like – Whatever they have in the cupboard, try to get Chikrin. That would be the play for them. Yeah. Yeah, but it looks like Ottawa. If Ottawa gets Chikrin, I'm actually a little nervous. Yeah, for sure, for sure, because that's their that's their uh, their one their biggest deficiency is defense. If you add a guy like Jacob Chikrin, holy smokes! Ay ay ay. And Campbell, we'll see how he does there. That it's crazy. Didn't we mention that last episode? What? Going into this year, you're like, this is the year we find out what Jack Campbell is, and then now we're like, what yeah. the hell is Jack Campbell? We don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. That's true. Any other contenders or pretenders? Uh, so in terms of pretenders, I think Boston's going to have a hell of a time without Char- Charlie McAvoy to start the year. Oh, yeah. For, for the first few months. I mean, you look at that defensive core, like Elias Lindholm, yes, but do you guys have it pulled up in front of you? Campus Lindholm, you mean? Hampus Lindholm. Carlo Grizzly. Grizzly's hurt too. Riley. Hurt. Mike Riley. Mike Riley, but he's like a, I don't know. I think he's not a top four defenseman really. Like Derek solid Forbert. Team. Jacob Zaboral. He's also no, it's, it's a, he, Can I say this though? They're a pretender, but if they hang around enough for when the guys come back, mm-hmm. they're, they're a contender. 100%. Yeah, like they 100%. brought back David Krejci, which is huge. I That's think. huge. But it, that that just slots them like much. Brad better. Marchand being out for a while, and Charlie McAvoy being McAvoy being out for a while, and this team like the bottom six actually got a little bit better. Yeah, we'll they add, adding Zaka and adding Cra- adding Krejci and bumping Coyle down is a big. Yeah, that's massive because like Charlie Coyle is a solid three C. Yeah. A very overpaid three C, but a solid three C. He's not a two C. But so being able to play him in a proper position will also really, really help. But I'm very curious to see how they do without McAvoy and without uh, without Brad Marchand. That would be tough. So 
yeah, I, I understand what you mean, but like, will they be able to really hold on? Right. Yeah, it'll be tough. Like we it'll said, all tough. those middle range teams that have gotten better, now they're competing that with could. New Jersey and Columbus and Ottawa and yeah. the Islanders. So so in terms of the Bruins, so they're projected 94.5 points this year. Last year they had 107. 107. That completely reflects That's, the injuries, right? Yeah. The 94.5. So. For sure. That's a big swing downwards. Um, in terms of pretenders, I've seen a, like, like Vegas Insider has – so. With this team, I had to call a fan of the team to get some more clarification, get some inside information, how he's feeling, what he saw last year versus what they're adding to the team this year. And, like, the Ottawa Senators are supposed to swing up 13 points. I, I've seen some people get a little too happy with them. I think 86.5 is around where they're going to be. I don't think it's going to be, like, playoffs or going to compete with the Leafs. Like, I think people are getting a little bit – ahead of themselves there before we see any trades going into the season. I think they're, they're I think they're, if they are the ninth best team in the league, I wouldn't be, or in the East, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like the first team out of the playoffs seems likely for them. But if they make the playoffs, I also would not be surprised. I really, really like what they've done. There's, there's again, the finishing talent, you cannot, Mm-hmm. put enough emphasis on how important that is to add that to any group, especially a young group, a developing group mm-hmm. to bring it. I think is a stud. Giroux still got a lot of game. Mm-hmm. Add Stutzel gets better. Batherson gets better. Norris gets better. Add Matthew Joseph for a full season. I, maybe I'm too high on Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they're, a, they're a playoff team. I do. That's a, that's my hot take. I think Ottawa makes the playoffs this year. Oh, so wow. who do you think gets of the the teams that made it last year? Who would be the Washington one? or Boston if they're not healthy? Likely to get bumped. Okay. Yeah. Fair that enough. Would make, that would make sense. Those are the two kind of hot seats. Yeah. What about? Well, yeah, Pittsburgh. Never mind. Never mind about that one. I think Pittsburgh still is has a high. Enough yeah. Floor, but they feel like the ultimate high floor team. Mm-hmm. Like their ceiling seems capped right now, unless they yeah. they stay fully healthy and they're old Low guys. Low ceiling, high floor, yeah. kind of thing. Built on a shaky foundation too. A couple of things go wrong for them. They could, yeah. This year could be a wash for them. Yep, yep. Um, in terms of pretenders, I didn't really have. I, don't know, I I I wonder about this one. And I want to discuss it. Like the Wild being yeah. at one hundred one point five. Yeah, I looked at that one too. Like losing Kevin Fiala. Like what did they really do to retool their team after they lost Kevin Fiala? Like no. I understand that they are projecting a, a fall in points this year, but they they're I don't know like Ryan Hartman at one C again. Well, yeah. will he do the same as last year? I, I mean, they they also lost a backup goalie, and their starting goalie Flurry is going to be thirty seven. Yeah, I think they're going I, they, into they next year. B- bundled that goalie situation, in my opinion. That was yeah, a no, weird. they really did. They 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 didn't uh, think about it. Give really. Cam Talbot the respect he yeah. deserved, yeah. and then they ended up. Like I, I like Phil Gustafson, but in terms of right, right now, I think Talbot's better. Oh yeah. But Phil Gustafson is a good young budding goaltender. It'll be two really good years for him to play behind Flurry too. So, yeah. But I mean, to have a 38 year old goaltender and then have a, a guy that's still developing behind him, it'll be interesting to yeah. see. Especially consider Gustafson has only played 27 games this year and. Or sorry, in his entire career, mm-hmm. and how many is how many are you expecting Flurry to play? He, he's thirty eight. He's not going to play sixty games for you, like, right? 
Or unless you maybe he might, maybe have, he might to. have to. Yeah, yeah, like, if you're going for 101, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're gonna have so. to have him in there. 60 I like games. that pick actually a lot. Yeah, it's a good pick. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I, I just had some question marks with it, you know. How, how about this one? What do you also give Flurry credit? He played 56 games last year. No, I, I'm not yeah. trying to take anything away from him. No, I'm but I agree with you though. It's, it's tough it's, to. It's a tough ask, mm-hmm. especially for someone who's 38. Yeah. Um, I was looking at Winnipeg Jets, 87 and a half. I don't know how to feel about them. Hmm. What do you guys think? I think they're a prime, like, B- ready back. for a... No. <laughs> ready for a rebuild. Whoa. Really? Think about it. Like, Shifley's coming up on an expiring deal. Blake Wheeler's kind of cooked. They didn't have a good team last year. What did they do to address the team this year? They, no free agents want to go there? They literally did absolutely nothing. It's almost shocking how little they did. Like they, they didn't Cole do Perfetti. anything. I think they're banking on that. Yeah. No, but look at their moves. They did nothing. They, they did nothing. They completely did nothing. I know. Yeah, they really did nothing. I think they got David Ridge as a backup goal. I think that's... They did nothing. I think that's literally the they only They downgraded move. a backup goal. Yeah, that's I, I, what they did I think that's well. literally the only move they made this year. Oh, sorry. They brought back Mason Appleton, who they previously lost in the... Yeah, they, so they traded for him at the trade. Yeah, deadline. that's right. It was at the deadline. So that's funny. In the off season, they literally did nothing. Yeah, they did nothing. Was Tony Nato a new one? Uh, he's he's a fourth liner. It's whatever. But yeah, with this roster, they literally did not touch him. This is a team that you know didn't make the playoffs last year. Like they made a couple big moves to see the the preseason before. Maybe they're banking on this was just a one off bad year, but. I don't know about that. Like, I think there's more of a chance for a bounce back than a rebuild. Okay. But I agree. They're getting dangerously close. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like they're like fringe playoff and like, but this is it kind of thing. Like, other than Cole Perfetti, like the roster's not really young. Yeah. And the yeah. funny thing is people were saying they were the best team in Canada at the start of the year, <laughs> last year. Whose forward group is better? Well, now there's Mike, but, but, Back at the time, like it, when we had Hyman and McKay, still people saying their forward group was better. It was kind of funny. Yeah, the Leafs have a better forward group than this. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah I know. Now, now, especially, let alone back then, like they definitely did. Like PLD Shifley versus Matthews. Tomorrow. No, I know, I know. But back then, I'm saying it was even more. It was better. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's a they're 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 a weird one. I don't know what uh, eighty-seven and a half. I think they'll be better than they were this year, but not tremendously. So kind of stuck in that no man's stuck land. I think they're yeah. very stuck in the no man's land. And I think that Jason's bet right now would really work if then they, they have to sell at the deadline. Yeah. Like, you know, if PLD becomes available, if Shifley becomes available, because realistically they could. For sure. they. I think they were available this summer. I think it's kind of funny that PLD is a kind of big – like his agents kind of trying to big dog or it's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to test free agency in a couple of years. But it's like, dude, like you had 60 points. You're not like yeah, Johnny Goodrow. So like, I'm curious why PLD doesn't have the same stigma that other guys who've like been around to a lot of teams have had at this point. I think he, he does. He does. He does? Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Cause there's, so, yeah, I, I was kind of expecting some well, people seem to Especially in the, the fashion him. that he was, Sent out of Columbus mm-hmm. that last game where he's picking his fingernails on the bench. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that's not a good look on a player. But then they traded him for another player who had a little bit of a stink around him. So it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, 
The other one that's interesting to me, St. Louis seems a little low. I do think a lot of that is based off, we talked about expected them. goals versus goals. I think they were more of a goals, goals shooting above. Shooting talent. Yeah. A lot of so shooting it's talent. hard often to repeat that. We'll see how they how they manage this year. Well, they lost David Perron. Yep, that's a huge loss. And they didn't... They couldn't replace them because they were capped out, kind of. I mean, they didn't really add. They didn't do much to this roster. I mean, I think they're they're going to be banking on Logan Brown, having a, you know, kind of trying to find his way back to what he was supposed I think to be. The Letty extension was a mistake. Massive. So massive. Mistake. But I still think that seems ninety five and a half. I I could see them going a little above that again. Yeah, they had a good team last year. I mean, also you are. It's Thomas Grace and Jordan Bennington now. You don't really have that safety net of what you had last year That's with Ville Uso. So you're, you better bank on Bennington having a, a rebound season. But the, the, the deer, all right. I mean, Tori Krug, Justin Falk, Marco Scandella, Colton Pareko, Nick Letty, Robert Bertuzzo. Yeah, not bad. It's not bad. And then floor, forwards, you still have a lot of that shooting yeah. talent. But, you know, you lost one pretty good piece Very there. Very good piece. You know, that's a, it's a, it's a good bring up there. Because they they're not in the Winnipeg zone yet, but mm-hmm. the the downside to them is like O'Reilly, they need to sign O'Reilly. Tarasenko. How many more years expiring. does he have? I think he has one or two more years. I can look that up. So they're in the same zone. It's like make kind of make it or break it. If they fall below that ninety five, I think they're in not in for a rebuild, but a quick retool similar to Whoa. the Jets. Yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, O'Reilly and Tarasenko are free, free agents next yeah. year. Uh, what do you think about this one? The Los Angeles Kings are projected to fall four point four points from their point total last year. Uh, like they did just add Kevin Fiala. They do have some young forwards that really are on the precipice of breaking out. Any thoughts on that sort of number? I think that's still around right. Okay. Because again, I think they played a little above their heads yeah. last year. Um I think the big thing huge that question. like who's that's the big thing mm-hmm. for them. Will Drew Doughty come back and play like he did at the beginning of this year of last year? Um, I think they have some interesting young defensemen they, here: they Mikey have, Anderson, Tobias Bjornfoot, and Sean Dursey. They have an interesting young players overall. It's yeah. Could these what this will the Quentin time for Byfield do next year? What will Gabe Velarde do next year? Turcot, had, Alex Turcott was a fifth overall pick. This is now he was fifth. Yeah, Alex Turcott was fifth, I believe. Oh my God, he was fifth. Yeah, and then Byfield, like, and then Velarde was number thirteen. Yeah. So like, that's a lot of top. And then Rasmus Kupari too, wasn't first he? Rounder. He was first round. He was pretty high as well, I believe, top twenty-five at least, right? So it's like, and then Cal- Arthur Kaliev too. I think he was a top fifteen talent. Yeah, he slipped probably because of, yeah, I don't know. He was a he was an interesting one. In a his foot, maybe here. a foot speed. That um, just consistency also. Yeah. So I, I heard one scout. He was like, every time I watch this guy, he stunk. And then I'm like, well, like, and then I heard that. I'm like, that's interesting because every game I saw him in his draft year, he had two points. Yeah, and had the puck the entire and game. scored probably and scored and had a hundred points that year. So it was like depends what what Look, night you caught him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of why he fell. But a lot of like. If young players, and then you did add Kevin Fiala, which yeah. is huge to that top line. I think there. that's the right number, the 95 and a half. Seems. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just want to discuss yeah. that one. 
a little bit there, but I think we addressed we addressed all my question marks, my pretenders, and my my contenders there. I mean, Good. I think also we didn't talk about them, but they're kind of an obvious one. Colorado. Yeah, they are the ultimate. Oh, contender. we didn't talk about this. Calgary, contender. Contender. Oh, contender. Yeah. So this year they're projected. Yeah, we should have talked Calgary. We we yeah. talked about them a lot the last couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, though. they're like projected at one hundred two five, which is the same as the Hurricanes and the Penguins. Yeah. If you were to rank those three teams, Carolina, Calgary, Pittsburgh. That's what I thought as well. I think I think they'll push. Yeah, for sure. I and I think they got like, uh, what's the Patrick Ewing effect where like, the Knicks would lose Patrick Ewing addition by f- subtraction. You know, not that those guys were bad, yeah. but it's like they're cultivating a new, new era, momentum mm-hmm. era. Like, you know what I mean? It feels like there's some buzz around Calgary. For sure. Now. They need a new locker room, though. Not oh like a new guys, locker, a physical. New it physical looks like the, the Scotiabank <laughs> Pond in Downsview's locker rooms. Like looks that. like the St. Mike's buzzers. Locker yeah. Room. Like just kind of <laughs> probably something they shouldn't have been showing. Like the ultimate version of this. I know they were kind of an overrated team is the Islanders lose Tavares. Mm-hmm. And they make the conference finals back to back years. Uh, second round or one second year, round conference then, finals. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Colorado still at 111. I mean, oh, yeah. Sure. Colorado's going to dominate the West. But uh, you guys are just talking about Calgary. Calgary versus Edmonton. Their point total is one point, one point off. Who's going to finish higher? Oh, that's such a good question. One point off. But Edmonton's projected one point higher. Edmonton is projected one point higher. I didn't want to say that. I mean, in the regular yeah. season? Who do you think is going to finish? I, I have Calgary finishing. I, yeah, I, I would say Calgary. That. So Calgary seems like the second best team in the West. Yeah, I could see it. It's crazy. Yeah. I could it's see crazy. it. They were last year, were they not? No. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, the, the West is... It's funny because the, the, it feels like the teams that got better, a lot of them were in the East, and they were like the, the not-so-good teams yeah. in the East. And it's like, it seems like the top-end teams in the West got worse, and the bottom end just kind of got a little neutral. Like, maybe yeah. a couple of them got a, like a wee bit better. Like, the Kings probably got better for sure because of getting Fiala. But other than that, like, I don't think there was any big, big additions from the West. Also, I looked. They actually did make the back-to-back conference finals. So I, like, that's very forgetful now. The Islanders. I thought did. they made the second round. No, they made back to back. Lost to Tampa twice. Oh, they got swept one year, did they not? No, I think both six six a game, seven games. One was the bubble. Yeah. And one was the, the year that then they played Montreal, Montreal versus Vegas, and Tampa versus the Islanders were the the final two series. Oh. Oh yeah. So then was the year before the second round. The uh. Yeah, the year before oh, was the second round. Wow. Okay, so why why do people bag on Lou in the eye? Like I know Lou didn't do too, I mean, too much. I've been saying that like, on this podcast for two and a half years. Like conference finals, two. We- <sighs> That's disturbing. But anyways, not saying he's great by any means, but I mean they did make back to back conference finals. Yeah, this off season was kind of weird, but yeah. Anyways, any other thoughts on some teams here? Nope, I think, I think we covered uh, almost every important team. Yeah. Pretty well. I think we've uh, been yammering about a lot of teams here, and uh, got some good Leafs talk in there. I think yeah. there as well. Put it uh, put into perspective what uh, what to expect this year, and that is uh, I have no idea. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> right. So I'll get together. I'll, I'll we'll put out something ni- that looks nicer in terms of who's projected to go up and down and stuff like that according to the lines presented by draft uh, that were. That are from DraftKings. Yep. 
just like this podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell of a sponsor, gotta say. But any other thoughts that we have here today? I think uh, I think we pretty much talked about everything you could. Yeah. Regular season's coming up though. It's, it's coming in hot. We're a mo- we about have a, a mo- lot more Leafs talk coming up. Oh yeah, about a month away. Let's freaking sign Hopefully Rasmus Sandin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We have the same thought. Sign Rasmus Sandin. <laughs> Anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Go Leafs, go. A new NFL season is here. Get ready for the NFL action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet parlays, spreads, money lines, and more. Plus, do it now right from the palm of your hand. Join the action, download the app, and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. To celebrate the most exciting time of the year, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a wide variety of betting markets for all of their customers. You can also check out DraftKings' impressive features including same-game parlays. Select a game and combine multiple bets like which team will win, touchdown scored, and more for a shot to win big. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to get in on all of the NFL action. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Gambling problem? Call Connects Ontario 1-866-531-2600. 19 plus, physically present in Ontario. Eligibility restrictions apply. See sportsbook.draftkings.com for details. Please play responsibly.